What's up, everybody? This is the Palmer Squares. And you're listening to the Average AF Podcast. This is Dan Cummins, and you're listening to the Average as Fuck Podcast. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Catalyst Bars, and you're listening to the Average AF Podcast. Let's get it. Yeah. What up, guys? This is episode 46, 46. of the Average AF Podcast. Oh, yeah. Here with Steve, as always. Um, we've been doing a lot of, like, reflecting this last week with, obviously, a, a lot going on. And uh, we just kind of wanted to, to start the show off with um, a little update and, and a little little piece that, that we think we can do to help, I guess, to, right. to help everything. Right. Um, the piggyback off of that, you know, I've always, I ran across the, across a quote um, a few days ago that kind of said, you know, pretty much doing nothing. It's just kind of saying you don't care. And that's, that, that kind of hit me pretty hard, you know. So when I think about what I can do to help, what's been going on and everything, I can definitely do something. Right. So um, we are deciding to donate all um, upcoming proceeds for the month to the Columbus Freedom Fund, which is a fund, um, obviously, based out of Columbus to help the victims uh, or the, the, the individuals involved in the yep. protests yep. Um, with bail money to get out. Now, um, you can also look up the, that, that fund yourself. Like I said, um, the link that I found was a direct link to a, uh, like a, a PayPal thing. I'm par- probably personally going to donate 20 bucks. Um, to that fund, but um, for anybody who would like to sign up, you know, anything that you give for this month um, will definitely directly go to that fund. And um, if you are not interested in being a, a Patreon member beyond that, be sure to cancel by the 30th of June. Yeah. So uh, basically anybody or yeah, all the, all the money that we're getting from the Patreon this month, um, we're going to donate a hundred percent of it to, to the Columbus Freedom Fund. And it's not, I mean, it's not going to be a ton, right. you know, but we, we want to help out however we can. Right. Um, and it's basically all we can kind of think of, you know, donating to the cause and, and keeping it local and things like that. So, yeah. Um, like I said, if you have any questions about exactly who they are you can easily find them on google and everything like that yeah um, they got they got social media accounts too i yes. i saw them on facebook and instagram so uh yeah definitely check it out anything that you donate or you know any amount of money that you put towards our patreon all of it's going to go to them this month like steve said cancel on june 30th if you don't want to be charged again right uh you know, if if you're just doing this to to support the the Columbus Freedom Fund, that's perfectly fine. That's absolutely encouraged. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll post reminders and mention it on the next couple episodes as well to to make sure that you cancel by June thirtieth so that you're not charged to get on the Patreon. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you in advance. You know, I just figure it's a good way and, and a simple way to you know for those who can't possibly make it to the protests or whatever right. you got going on. Right. Um, it's just a simple way to kind of help out in our own way. So, yep. Yep. Um, but cool, man. What, uh, what's been going on with you this week? Anything, uh, uh, anything exciting, anything fun? Um, the most exciting thing for sure is I got to go back to the gym this week. Ah, yeah. Uh, now they opened up on the 27th of last month. Right. So 
Uh, I got on their website and everything. I go to Planet Fitness. So if you wanna you wanna you wanna find me, I'll be there. <laughs> Random times, though. I'm not telling you when. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, I went and I, I'm you know I read things like oh you might have to wear a mask while you're working out. No shit, I was like, no, no what? No, what? Like, I wouldn't you can't, even go. Yeah, you can't even really enforce that. Right. So I called them uh, that day, that morning, and they were like, uh, oh yeah, you know we're open, limited hours, and not 24 hours, nothing like that. Um, but they're not requiring face masks. They just ask that you wipe down everything after they said before and after you use it, which you kind of already got to do anyway. Right. I, you know, everybody does that for the most part. And um, now they have hand sanitizer on deck. Like before, there was none of that. So now, you know, you nice. can kind of take that extra step. And they have roped off um, certain uh, – a lot. Of, some of the machines are very close to each other. All the, the actual workout machines – um, it's the cardio stuff that they they mainly just roped right. off, like the treadmills and the All ellipticals. All 30 treadmills right next to right, each other. Right, right, right. So they put their little social fitnessing signs on them, so that, oh <laughs> which is clever as shit. Right. I ain't going to lie. I like that. Okay. Um, But, yeah, uh, I'm thinking it's going to be packed. Like, damn, hours are limited. So that means everybody's in their mom's trying to get in there while they're right. open and people been waiting and shit. I go in there and it's calm, 40 okay. people. Damn, people are still shook. I, I think so, right. um, but I'm, part of me is hoping that it stays like this because it's kind of nice right. to not have to wait around on machines and, you know, have to go in and fight for the few limited things that they may have for whatever right. you're trying to do. So that was nice. I've been twice um, since it opened, and that's nice to, to, to be able to do again. It was definitely I, – I didn't realize how much of a stress reliever it was until right. I quit doing it. And now that I'm back at it, you know, it is another form of meditation. You know what I mean? Just a, another way of getting your mind off of life. Right. And even though, you know, you, you have going through pain with some of the shit that right. you, you know, trying to work it out. But um, it is definitely a way of just kind of releasing and getting your mind off of the daily grind and, you know, just refreshing yourself. It does right. so much. You you would think exercise does the opposite. You know, like you're sweating, you're out of breath, and you're tired and shit. but right. No, there's so many health benefits, and, like, I didn't realize a lot of them until I quit going for it, you know, that extended period of time. Right. And went back to it, so that it's was kind of cool. A lot of it's mental, too. A lot of mental benefits right. that a lot of people don't don't right. realize. Right, man. Dude, I, you mentioned, like, wiping everything down and stuff, and obviously you need to do that, and that's always been a rule at Planet Fitness, but, like, it's always upset me because... Like, right when you walk in there uh, and you're, like, heading towards the locker rooms and yeah. stuff, if you look straight ahead, there's that section of, like, yellow machines. Right. The, the like, 30-minute circuit yeah, or whatever. The, yeah, the circuit. And that's what I do. That's what me and Jerry you don't always have time did. In the world. Yeah, you can't wipe it down in the middle of it. So, I've because it's a minute Bro, on, 30 seconds right. off, a minute on. You know what I mean? So, I would, and this was obviously pre-pandemic, but... I would, you know, do my minute, move on to the next, you know, and keep moving. And then people would, like, judge yeah. the fuck out of me right. because I'm not wiping shit down. And right. I'm like, it's a circuit. Like, I don't right. have time. Yes. And you're not supposed to be in here when I'm in here. Right. Like, me and Jerry did it, and we would, like, follow each other. Right. You know, on the machines. That's fine. I'm not going to wipe it down, you know, for him yeah. or whatever. Right. But, like, yeah, but, man, people... Uh, that's what I like to do. I did cardio, and then we did that. Usually two circuits of that, and then sometimes back to cardio, depending on how we felt. Uh-huh. 
um, and do so many judgmental eyes because we're not wiping it down right after we use it. And we, we did after the circuit was over, right, but right. like, yeah, you can't it does not allow for it. You can't not if you do it right. Right. That's a great point. I've only done that circuit, that specific one, probably three times. And the first two times I know for a fucking fact, I did not right. wipe nothing down afterwards. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. And then uh, the third time I was doing it with the trainer. So he had like a, the gotcha. rag. Yeah. And so he kind of went behind us gotcha. and wiped stuff down, which is nice. Okay. But otherwise, now if you're going to do it the right way, you can't wipe right. things down. So did you do it with the steps or no? Yes. Cause you're supposed to do a machine, right. the steps, yes. the machine. We don't do that. Oh, damn. We just do them. Well, we, what we did because it's so long, it's 30 minutes. Yeah. We just do the machines, but we go machines and back in the, in the same amount of time instead of substituting the, you know, 15 or whatever, um, or eight or 10 or whatever the fuck, uh, you know, stepping things. Right. We would just go machines and back. Gotcha. Okay. You know, and that's because we're already doing cardio. Right. You know what I mean? We just did that for the weightlifting, and it was cool to get, like, a full-body workout and then go do some cardio or yeah, whatever. So, sure. Um, I, and now that you say that, when I went back both times, it was open. People were in there doing right. their thing. Right. And I don't know if they were doing the circuit. I didn't pay attention that close, but. A lot of people don't do the circuit, and I'm like, get the fuck out, because, like, that's what I want to do. All those machines in there, right. besides a couple. There's a couple that aren't out on the main floor. Right. But generally, you can do all that stuff out there. Like, yeah, right. get out of here. It's not for this. It's upsetting me. Yes. Um, That's my week, though, for the most part. Same old shit, man. Um, Just dealing with the – I do have to um acknowledge the – I'm sure you've seen on the on the street in D.C. where they yep. put the huge – I think I sent that to you, didn't I? It Was that you? I think uh, Somebody so. did. The Probably. Black Lives yeah. Matter. Yeah. yeah, it was you. Man, that is about the dopest shit I've ever right. seen. Right, Um. You know, in D.C., and I've been right. there twice. So, And I guess, I, I believe that road leads to the White House. Right. And it's yeah. cool because the the mayor had it done, and there's nothing that the president can do because it's right. the mayor's his, city. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, so That's crazy. It was kind of a little subtle, like, fuck you to him, I think, yeah. and I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I walked on that street before, which is crazy. Like, I wish yeah. I could see it today. Yeah. 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 We went to D.C. once, but n- we didn't actually go around the monuments. We stayed kind of oh, on yeah. the outside of town. I think you told me the weather the weather wasn't ideal. Yeah, it was all raining yeah. and shit. And Which stuff. sucks, bro. There's so yeah. much to do and see outside. Well, we were planning on going to Virginia to go to the beach, uh, but it was raining. So we were like, fuck it. Let's just go to D.C. Yeah. Then it just kept raining. And we're like, <laughs> well, we had a cool little night out, though, and stuff. But cool. whatever. Um, My week, man... I've been angry a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, basically, uh, with everything going on, you know, I'm uh, I I actually deleted my f- my Facebook app. I didn't delete my profile or anything like that, but the app is gone. That longer way. on your phone, right? Um, I could probably, I guess, I could check it in like Chrome and stuff if yeah, I really wanted right. to. But um, yeah, it's not on my phone. I'm not looking at it. And I, I kind of posted a little status saying, like, hey, guys, I'm I'm out for a while. But I, I mentioned, like, the app, man, and, like, just with everything going on and the ignorance, you know, that's that's been going on and that I'm seeing, uh, you know, I, I deleted it because I've just been getting very mad at a lot of people and, you know, going off on people and cussing people out, you know, because my mouth, like, I can't control my mouth. 
I've come to to, to know that <laughs> slash sure. fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, man. Um, yeah, especially it, it's it's only what things we're passionate about. It ain't like you right. just sit on Facebook talking random, right. like or reading people's random statuses and shit, and just commenting. It's shit that you're passionate about. Right. Right. And I'll never knock that. You know what I mean? It's just not my mo. Right. You know. Yeah. But I just i i can't i can't keep my mouth shut, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse yeah. and. You know, I'm I'm doing my best to debate people and to bring points and things like that, but it's just hard to keep my temper down, you know what I mean? And so I, I ended up deleting the, the app. Um, a couple hours later, like instinctively I opened my phone and like went to click where it was and right. I was like I was like, damn, for like a half a second and then yeah. I was like, I don't have to see all that shit and I like immediately felt good. Uh-huh. I was like, cool. Like, I thought I was going to kind of go through, like, withdrawals that right. a lot of people do and right. stuff. Right. And the fact that I couldn't click on it for a half a second, I was bummed. But then I, like, felt, like, much happier. I was like, cool. I don't have to see all that dumb shit. Right. You know what I mean? So right. that was kind of nice. Um, By doing that, we lost a couple Patreon members. <laughs> like you said last week, though. You know, if you didn't when if you didn't see it the way it should be seen, frankly, right. you know, we don't want nothing to do with you. So right. it is what it is. I know? don't I don't have time for you. Yeah. I've I've told um family that as well, you know, without getting into details, but told them that too. Like, look, if you don't see what's going on, we we have nothing to talk about. Right. You right. know what I mean? I just I don't understand how you don't see this. Right. Um, um, and I told Adam this before we started recording, but my whole thing is, you know, at this point, I can deal with ignorance on a specific topic. What I cannot deal with is your inability or your unwillingness to be open to a different perspective that you may not have been able to personally right. see in your lifetime. Just because you are 30, 40, 50 years old and you've never seen it yourself or, you know, you've never witnessed it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. It's those people you can't argue with. Right. It's kind of sound like it's what you've been going through right. um, a little bit. And uh, that's just what gets me. And I just, it, it, it just baffles me right. the amount of. And yeah, I, I want to say too, ignorance, it sounds like such a bad word, but it's, it's really just the right. lack of knowing. Right. That's all that's, it is. That's the definition of ignorance is literally just. The lack of knowing. Yeah. And it, it doesn't could mean be you're dumb. Doesn't mean right. you're, you're stupid. Right. Doesn't mean, you know, any. Right. No. But. Again, to to your point, like we're trying to educate people and right. you know peacefully protest and all this kind of right. stuff, and they're just not seeing it. Right. And at that point, that changes my opinion of you. Mm-hmm. It does. Like if if you I mean, if we're trying to educate you, and you know that's like saying two plus two is four, motherfucker. And they're right. like, no, dude, it's five. Right. I'm like, no, it's four. Here's why. Right. If you take one. Four times, four, you know right. what I mean? And they're just like, no, nah, I think it's five. Right. Well, why do you think it's five? Uh, because it's five. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, look at these facts. It's four. And they're like, yeah. well, but my mommy and daddy says it's five. Right, no, your mommy and daddy's yeah. wrong. Sorry, I was going to say something a lot more mean. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have something kind of typed up here a little bit just kind of points that this is, you know, I, I'm kind of getting passionate about it again just because it's being brought I mean, up. But 
this is going to be, I don't want to say it's the last thing I'll say about uh, the movement or, or Black Lives Matter or whatever, but this is like kind of my, my closing point to some extent. Obviously, we're still going to be involved. We're going to donate all our all the money for, you know, uh, for this month to Columbus Freedom Fund is right. what it's called yep. and things like that. We're still going to be involved, but this is going to be kind of my last stance on it, more or less. I just have some points here, like, just so I'm not missing anything. But, you know, this, this is what it says. Like, basically, if, if you think if you think this is still about us approving of the riots or the looting or, um, you know, hating every member of the police or the military or hating Trump or even hating your second amendment or, you know, whatever, whatever it is like, just think about this. Do you think all of the massive companies across the world, NFL, NBA, you know, just everything worldwide is getting behind this movement, you know, as well as there was 18 other countries that protested for this. I was damn near speechless like, when you sent me that. Right, man. like if if you don't think, like if you still think this is about us approving the looters and approving the rioters and it's all just because we hate Trump and right. we want him out of office or whatever the fuck it is, like, the whole world is backing this movement. Right. Like, how do you not see that? Right. Like, like, I just don't understand what you're missing, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and like you said, with the people over there, there's nothing in it for them. Right. They're millions of right. miles away from us. Right. Like, there's nothing in this for him. And the, the support is just overwhelming. Right. On so 18 countries, um, I think it was France, uh, Paris specifically, had like, more more protesters in the area than I've seen even like in the in the United States in any city. Like there was thousands of people, and just like I don't understand because like everybody that's opposing this is still like, well, you shouldn't approve the the rioting and the looting and like you know if you break into my house that's out in the country, I'm gonna shoot you and like shut up. Yeah. Like that's not what this is about. Right. Nobody, I have yet to see. A, a single person approve of the looting and approve of the rioting. I understand it. That doesn't necessarily mean I approve it right. or anything like that. You condone it. Yeah. Ag again, this isn't about Trump. This isn't about your Second Amendment. This isn't about people getting arrested that are, are looting. This is about all of the peaceful people literally being attacked by police, you know, especially in the protesting, especially prior to that. That's what all this is about. And I just, again, I just don't understand how you don't see this. Unless you're kind of closed-minded and you stick to your guns, which is all good, but, like, you should only stick to your guns until you know more information. Yes. It is the adult thing to do to receive more information and change your stance. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, I didn't see this point or this point. Well, with that said, maybe now it's this, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's how you evolve. That's how you grow. If you stick to the same thought processes that you had 10 years ago, right. that's not going to be healthy. You know what I mean? That's going to be very closed-minded, and I understand sticking to your guns and things like that, but at the same time, 
when more information's coming in, you have to be able to adapt and accept and people's unwillingness to do that yeah. is just what's un- intolerable. Right, it really is. MLK tried to be um, peaceful. Kaepernick Sh- tried to be peaceful. Yeah, MLK got shot and killed. Well, right. Like you know what I mean. Like so, what other route? I mean, honestly, that's my response to the people who are criticizing. I don't condone it. I'm not gonna, you know, right. if my kids were doing it, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Don't get me wrong. But people have tried the peaceful route. It's not gotten us anywhere. For what, 60 years now? So plus? at some point, we got to do something to show people right. that we're tired of it. Right. It's, it's got to stop. One way or another, it's got to stop. And that's just where we're at right now. I just, I don't understand how, how you're not seeing this. And then with the protests, it's not just black people protesting. Right. It's every race, every country, you know, all across the world that's protesting this. Even uh, South Korea was protesting. Not North Korea, obviously. They probably don't even know what the fuck's going on. But, like, South Korea was protesting. Like, the U.K., Amsterdam. Like, just name a country they were protesting for this. Like, if you still think this is about some type of other agenda, I have no time for you. I just don't. (laughs) I just don't. Flat out. Sorry, that's my little spiel. But <laughs> aside from that, my week's been that, basically. Yeah. And I've been trying to portray that to, to everybody I can on Facebook, and people just aren't understanding. And it's um, it's it's making me lose a lot of respect for a lot of people that I thought I knew. Um, you know, and I've told them that. And I... It, it is what it is. I don't, again, I don't need you in my life if if you're going to be that stupid. Like, <laughs> at, at this point, again, you're yeah. given facts, you're given things like that, and you choose to not change your opinion. You're stupid. Well well said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, well said, sir. Okay. <laughs> um, so one thing you wanted to talk about last week and kind of ran out of time Um is this idea of free speaking zones. Yes. So I'll let you take a, the lead on that one. So let me kind of wind down a little <laughs> bit here. Um, yeah, so everybody knows fucking Joe Rogan's podcast, right? Yep. Everybody knows Kevin Hart, right? So he was on an episode of, you know, the, the Joe Rogan experience, and they were talking pretty deeply. I think you said you were able to watch the whole episode. Mm-hmm. It was a great episode. Oh, top to bottom. They talked yeah. about so much so much knowledge yep. was, was spread. Yep, and I loved it. I love listening to Kevin Hart and things like that as well. And he brought up an interesting thing that I, I think I want to, you know, I, I definitely want to talk about. I want to get your opinion. I want to get our listeners' opinion. And obviously that podcast has millions of views, but if you don't watch it, I want to be able to, you know, relay the message a little bit. So what Kevin was saying is in his house – he has basically a, a rule or, or whatever you want to call it called free speaking zones to where if somebody's upset or something's going on to where his children need to tell him something without being judged right. or potentially punished or whatever, they can say, hey, dad, free speaking zone. And he just knows at that point to turn off all of basically the biases right. and kind of turn off dad mode and things like that and say, okay, what do you want to talk about? Right. And I just thought like that was amazing because 
he basically a- expressed uh, a s- personal story about him and his daughter to where his daughter was saying, um, to he says it way better than this. This is obviously a summary, but she was saying how she was upset because her hair isn't going to do what she wants it to do, and it's just been bothering her, and she, she's been lashing out and things like that, mm-hmm. and it's just been making her upset. And she came down and said, Dad, free speaking zone. And he said, okay, what's up? And she was able to confide in him her, um, you know, her her kind of, I guess, self-esteem issues in, in this aspect and what's been bothering her and things like that. And he was just there to listen to her and give her some points of advice and things like that and not judge her and not say, you know, go back up to your room, like, right. you know, or anything like that. And I just think that's super important and i'm definitely going to start implementing that when when my daughter gets old enough but um i just wanted to hear your views on it and and things like that if you guys haven't heard it please check out that that podcast it's like two hours long but i mean it's a it's a great section about it's a whole the whole episode's awesome yeah really um it's a fun one because i've always said my worst fear as a parent is them growing up and feeling like there's things that they can't tell me. Right. That is literally my worst fear as a, if, if, if I ever like call my son up and I can sense something's wrong with him and I ask him what's wrong and he may say right then and there, Oh, nothing. Right. But you know, after a little bit of pressure, if I just, if I just realize that he's not going to tell me that's going to break my heart. Right, because um, I I I never want them to think that uh, anything that they tell me that I'm going to think less of them, or you know, or anything of that you know, other than complete you know respect and love and you know compassion for it. So um, the reason I said that is because you know growing up, um, for whatever reason, my parents were pretty much the opposite of that, especially my mom. You know, there was things that, you know, uh, things kids go through. Right. And, you know, whether it be silly or not, um, I, the way that they handled it with laughter or jokes or, you know, that kind of closes you up, whether you yeah. realize it or not. Yep. You know what I mean? It closes you up to discussing anything of any sort of sensitivity um, with your parents because you don't know how it's going to come across. A lot of conversations I had, I went in feeling bad, said something, spoke my mind, and ended up feeling worse afterwards. Right. So why would I do that again? You know what I mean? And after a few times of that, that's all it takes. Right. That's all it takes. Yep. There's a few times of that happening, and the next thing you know, you're, 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 you don't know your child. Right. You think you know him. But they're you, hiding stuff. Yes, and, and they're never going to tell you about it. Never. You know, you can even have a, you can have a great relationship, I think, s- still with a kid and yeah. still not be able to get their deepest thoughts and, you know, and emotions and feelings out of them because you just haven't established that trust with them. Um, I like what Kevin said. So in a way I've been kind of trying to do that, but I like the idea of him um, pretty much making it, putting it out in the open, like a two way street, like, you know, Hey, um, this I'm allowed free. I guess I don't know what else to call it. It's a free speaking zone. Because anytime you need to come to me with anything, I don't care what it is. You can talk right. to me, and I'm not gonna ridicule, judge, punish. Right. 
You know what I mean? Especially, you know, my thing has always been the honesty. Like, I, I want to be able to show them. And like I said, I, a few episodes ago, I have nothing on them. Right. Yeah. I, I can't wait till I do. Right. That way I can prove to them like, hey, yeah, you yeah, you fucked up. Don't get that. Don't get that twisted. You fucked up. But let me help you. Yes. It's not going to change how I feel. It's not going to change, you know, what I think of you. But it's something you got to work on. You know what I mean? And I want them to be able to come to me and tell me whatever. I don't care what it is. You right. know, and I think that would that probably my worst fear as a parent is growing up and not having that that level of trust. Right. With them. So I'm very careful what I say to them. Um, I had a situation the other day. I'm not even sure. In the moment, um, I thought I kind of handled it badly. But then um, I could tell afterwards. So let me just tell you the situation. So we're at the park, and my, 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 my son, my oldest, his shoe is untied. I always had a problem tying his shoes. He could never get that down for some reason. He's almost 10 years old. Yeah. I learned it when I was five. Right. You know how I learned? My mom told me, sit your ass on this couch. You ain't going outside. You ain't playing no video games. So you learn how to tie this goddamn shoe. Guess what? I tied that 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 damn shoe within right. like an hour. Took me an hour, but I got it done. You know that's, what I mean? That's how I did too. It was uh, in the back of my sister's van, and <laughs> my shoe was untied. And she said, we're not going in the store until you tie your shoe. Ooh. Yep. And I was pissed. That pressure was on, though. Yeah. Got it done. Right. Right, yep. you know, and I hate to go that route with them because it was effective for me. I'm not going to automatically assume that's going to be effective for him, the most effective way of doing it. So I asked him, you know, hey, your shoes, tie your shoe. You know how to tie your shoes, right? Yeah. Confident as shit. Right. Con- okay, tie it. So he went over and sat on the bench, and I am I was watching the, that podcast, the Joe, the Joe Rogan one, um, at the park, and, like, Ten minutes later, I look over. He's still over there trying to tie. I was like, "You don't know how to tie your shoes. You don't know how to tie your shoes." I, I I got angry at first, right? And, you know, I didn't cuss at him or nothing, but I was like, "You, you know, okay, since you don't know how to tie your shoes and you're almost ten years old, do you want to be the only person in the fourth grade with with strap up shoes on?" And I told him, "Like, I'm not buying you any any shoes you want. Every shoe you're gonna get is gonna be a strap up shoe until you learn how to tie your damn shoes." Like you were almost ten years old, and I told him the story I told you. Like you know what my mom did to me. She made me sit on the couch, and thankfully, I, it went it went three days before I got off that couch. I got it down pretty quick, but I was five. Right. And Cordell, you're not stupid. You're not dumb. You just you're not you're not you're not focusing hard enough on it. You know what I mean? Because he can get it. He can get three fourths of the way. It's just really the fine like tying things tight enough. Because right. he can get the basic motion. It's just super loose and it just falls apart. Right. So he knows what to do. It's just practicing it, and he doesn't take it serious enough. That's what that's what his problem is. You know, so when I got a little loud with him, he got up and he walked to the other side of the park. I couldn't see him. And then uh, I let him be for a little bit. But then I got up and I went over there. And he was sitting there again trying to tie it. Tears in his eyes. But you could tell, like, he really wanted to, I like, I'm, I want to, you know, I don't want you upset at me. Right. And I told him it's nothing to cry over. I didn't, I didn't say that to make you, you know, upset with yourself, you know. But it's something you're not taking seriously enough. You were almost 10 years old. Right. Like, learn how to tie a shoe. And then, you know, I'm not, at that point, I was like, go through it. That way I could try to help you. See where you give you pointers on where, what to do and how to move, you know, and all that. And from then, you know, it, it, he, he, he picked up. But, you know, when I yelled at him and he took off to the other side of the park, you know, I was like, damn it. Like, right. That wasn't the intention. but Right. You know, and I didn't cuss him out. I didn't use any cuss words, but I did get loud and I kind of made him seem like, 
okay, you about to be the only person in the fourth grade with strap up shoes. Guess how you're gonna get made fun of and all this stuff. You know right. what I mean? Probably not the best thing to say to a you know a kid, you know that young. But I, I wanted to let him know at the same time, like this is ridiculous. This is not something that is cool. This is right. not cool. Right. You know what I mean? Your brother's seven, and he knows how to tie his shoes. Like you're almost ten, and you don't. Like I, I just wanted to really get that through to him. Like this is not something that is is going to continue. So. You know things like that in the in the spur of the moment, it's really easy to judge, and you know get mad and say the wrong things. And all it takes is one fuck up, one time for you to say that one wrong thing and be like, okay, nope, I'm not telling him nothing, or right. I don't, you know, I don't trust him to not get angry with me if right. I'm doing something that he doesn't feel um, I should be doing at a certain time or whatnot. Right. You know what I mean? So it's a very slippery slope, and it's very easy to fuck that trust up. Yeah, it it really is, man. Like I. I grew up in, like, my mom was pretty open about stuff, but my dad was not. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he did. Don't don't take me wrong here. But, like, I don't remember him saying, like, I love you until I got, like, older and, like, moved out, which I'm sure he did. <laughs> but it's just not. They'll say, damn, Pops. <laughs> but he, he wasn't an emotional guy. I feel it. And I always tell, you know, Harper's mom that, like, you, you don't know my dad like I knew my dad. We would get into fist fights and wrestle and scream and, like. Which, to this day, I can't see. you. Both of you are so damn chill and laid back. Right. It's so hard for me to even picture that happening between you two. Well, that's mainly, well, I've been like that for a little while. But he actually, and we've talked about this previously on the podcast, too. He gave me kind of a, a compliment and was like, I don't know how you do that how you stay calm all the time and things like that. We've yeah. talked about that. Uh-huh. But I tell Harper's mom all the time, like, you don't know my dad like I do because when Harper was born, instant softy. Like, we both became fucking jello, <laughs> like, instantly. And I was, I'm not saying, like, I was the toughest dude or whatever, but he fucking was. Uh-huh. And, I mean, he still is, but, like, dude, it's just, it's a completely different version of him. And... I even mentioned that to my mom like a, a couple weeks ago. I was like, I was like, he was never like this yeah. until she was born. And that's not a knock on him. It's just how he was. And he grew up way harder than, you know, I did and like all this stuff. And there's a reason he was that way. But I never really had the, the chance to open up and talk to him about certain things. But I would tell my mom everything. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, she would let me, but she would call me a dumbass and like things like yeah. that. Like, not in a bad way or anything, but it's just we we have to learn from what our parents did, whether it was good or bad, and hopefully we can do better for for our kids. And I think implementing this or some version of a free speaking zone will definitely help. Um, it'll help them give give you know have a safe place to talk without being judged and like it's kind of almost a, a version of therapy kind right. of thing like like okay this is a safe zone I can say whatever I need to and you know and and I'll be able to get some help or a different perspective or whatever it is um, and you know Kevin Hart made the point like they're not gonna abuse it and things like that like if they abuse it it's over right but you got to kind of think of it as it's a courtesy kind of almost it's like uh 
you don't you don't have to have a free speaking zone. It's a it's a courtesy that we do, and if mm-hmm. you abuse it, it's going to get taken away. But I want to give you that opportunity to speak your mind, and you can't be like "fuck you, dad," like blah blah blah. You can't right. do that. Right, right. But if you have a gripe with me, we can sit down and talk about it, and I'll give you my perspective, and you can give me yours, and we'll hopefully come to a, a middle ground. Right. And I think that's an extremely healthy way to raise a kid. And I was just kind of blown away to to hear that and. You know, again, if you don't listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, I I hope this is another avenue to where you can get that same message. Yeah, man. And you know, um, I'd imagine it'd be different with a a, a daughter versus a son. Right. You know, I, because just generally speaking, you know, women are just more social. Harper's soft, man. If I raise my voice at all, she starts to cry, and it like it hurts me, like. I don't know if, if your parents ever told you this. Mine did all the time. Um, when I got my ass whooped, um, they'd be like, this hurts me more than you. Or like to ground Bullshit. ground me or whatever. Oh, my God. I hated that. Right. But I, I, I see it now, though. Okay. Like I, I literally give Harper, she's two, if you don't know, like a little tap on the butt. Just like, uh, and I kind of give her a tone and she knows. Right. Like I don't, it's not even like, it's not even like that. Yeah. Like. Nothing, but she knows she got gets the point, and I just fucking inside just like melt. <laughs> like I gotta stay like game face though, right. but I melt, dude. And like to to discipline her, man, it definitely hurts me more than her. Uh-huh. So I get that, but like you do what you gotta do. But she's fucking soft, and I gotta be careful. I feel it, man. Yeah, <laughs> with the boy, I mean, I can. Well, my my youngest is a softy too. He really is for a boy, even, but. You know, um, I never, I think if I ever had a daughter, yeah, I'd probably be the exact same way. It'd be, it'd be very hard to not. Harper's mom calls me soft all the time. Yeah. She's like, you changed. And I'm like, I did. I can't, I can't deny it, man. Like, I don't know. I, I'm interested now if you've seen that too. Like, I'm, um, man, I'm not around her as much uh, that much. So right. y'all's interactions, I don't really see. Right. I think I'm the same person, but like. I'm fucking soft. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I I'm mean, passionate about something. Yeah, and I think <laughs> as she grows, you know, you'll toughen up as you need to. I don't I don't see you being, you know, that your whole, but you know I'm not a pushover. Right, that, right. There's a difference. But, but right. And then for a two year old, you know, um, yeah, that's probably the way to be at this right. point. You know, when they're sixteen and wanting to leave the house and talking about boyfriends and stuff, okay. You right. know, that's a fine line right. too though. Right, you know you don't want them running away, but you gotta let them know, hey, right. look, uh, uh-uh. uh. Actually, I I kind of want to. This is off topic, but I saw something, and uh, you know how like, especially when we were growing up, and I'm sure before that as well, um, you know they they'd always be like like the dad of the girl would be like, um, you know, cleaning his shotgun or like you know <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, you know those cliche or, right and like. <laughs> Um, I saw a post, uh, I don't know if this has ever happened to anybody, but, um, a dad like threw like a shotgun shell at a, at a boy and like blah. And, um, and the guy caught it and was like, what? And the dad goes, it goes much faster after 11 PM. Oh. <laughs> right. But, oh. but I, somebody was like, if you, if you th- ever threaten to shoot my son, like for being late on a curfew, 
They're like, I'm going to come fucking murder you. <laughs> like, basically. But there's a protective aspect and things like that. Right. It's off topic. But I just right. thought I thought it was interesting that. I mean, I'm just saying, like, boys are vultures, bro. Right. You but know like, it. And it's just. I, I'm going to be I hard. would be overprotective, probably. Right. But it's, it's, a, it's a fine line of overprotective and kind of, you know threatening to beat up a 16 year old or whatever like <laughs> yeah. you can't do that right you know what i mean and it's just not it's not healthy and and things like that and often if you do that you're going to get the opposite result right they're going to try to you know uh sneak out a little more right. or do maybe something a little worse right. or whatever just because they're like fuck that or right. what you know what i mean so or i'm going here but i'm really going over this way right so again free speaking zones. You know what I mean? I, I think that's really important. And at that point, if you develop that early enough, when they get to be 16, in theory, you wouldn't have anything to worry about. Right. Or if there is something major to worry about, maybe they'll come to you. Like, right. Hey, you know, Jim's trying to get me to sleep with him and I'm right. not comfortable. Like, right. That's a tough ass conversation. But if you've built that relationship for 10 years up until that point, right. You know, it they're gonna be more comfortable coming to you than just saying "fuck dad" and like "let's do it" and right. then now she's pregnant and like you know blah blah right. blah. So you know how that goes. It's it's just a uh, yeah, it's a uh, like a cascading effect, I guess, mm-hmm. a snowball effect. And I think if if you start that early enough or even late enough, you can start it whenever. Um, but I I, th- I just think it's a cool thing to implement and. You I know, think it's much easier to lay that foundation the younger they are, though. Right. You know, you can't oh, start it sure. when you're 13. Right. It can be developed, like you said, but I think you have a much easier right. route. Right. For sure. Next topic, uh, just to, to switch up a little bit here. Yeah. Um, Steve. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> I had this grand idea a few weeks ago. I was like, listen, let's do an album review again, but this time, let's just pick albums for each other. That we normally wouldn't ever go to. Now, real quick, if you if you don't know, our podcast basically started basically doing album reviews right. for the most part. Right. We would do like I would say three out of five episodes was an album review. Uh, you know what I mean? Fair. And yep. basically every week, and there were hip hop albums and stuff, and that's yep. what we were passionate about. Yeah. But then we just realized like I'd, I'd rather get into deeper conversations about shit. Right, so, right. Um, but we, we bring them back every now and then. And yeah, this is the first one that isn't hip hop. Right. And again, it's something that like I like or Steve likes <laughs> that not necessarily that I don't think he wouldn't like, but yeah, it's something that he would never listen to without right. this right. suggestion. Right, right, right. So the album, I'll go, I'll do my review first. Okay. Because um, I, I, I know yours, and I, I can't <laughs> wait to laugh my ass off. Uh, but it's going to open up a deeper conversation, the whole point of this for me. So Adam gave me um, Appeal to Reason by Rise Against. Yes. Um, Rise Against was such a huge band for I was going to say school. I had never heard of them yeah. prior to um, you telling me about them. Uh, I, I ended up doing a little bit of just from – Listening to the, I mean, reading the lyrics, they got several albums. Right. This was like in the middle. This right. was like their fifth. Right. So they had been around for a while, and they didn't shit after this. Right. Like, uh, I, I scrolled through my artists and eventually got to Rise Against, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, I'm gonna do them. And then I scrolled through their albums, and I was like, "Which one do I do?" Damn. And that's what I. That's okay. the one I, I settled on. Okay. Um. So I gave it 
two and a half listens. Okay. <laughs> so, sonically, first of all, let me say that that's what draws me in. That's the initial thing. And I think that's why um, I like talking to you about music. Because what draws you into music first versus me, the beat, right. just how things sound sonically is what will draw me to, oh, what's that? That'll right. perk my, you know, my, pique my interest in it. Right. Whereas for you, you say you're big on lyrics. You're not really big on the beats or right. to an extent. Like right, I get right, that. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but for me, that's huge. Just to give you kind of a perspective on me, like you could have fire bars, but if I don't like the beat, I won't listen to that song as much. Right. Just, just, you know, that's just, that's just what it is. Now there's also tracks where the, the, the lyrics are so, so, but that beat is fire. So right. I'll get it'll 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 get spins in my car because I like the beat so right. much. Now, so sonically, this album did not do it for me. Okay. I found myself um forcing myself to stay attentive. And this is a, a hard rock kind of right. I guess I should have went into that. Well, that's okay, but, but yeah. Um right. So I, that's how you describe it. It's a Yeah, it's like a it's a hard rock, like alternative alternative rock, um, kind of like political kind of rock, right. you know what um, I mean? It's, it's definitely rock. I didn't know what type. There's so many different genres right. of rock, though. I right. didn't even know what to put it in. Right. Definitely rock. It's not your heavy metal. They do have some points where they're screaming like that, but it's not. It's minimal. It's you know more of I like mean? an angry screaming right. rather than like a screamo screaming. Right, 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 right. And then, you know, I don't listen to rock really at all. So I told you we were supposed to do it last week. And I was like, give me one more week because I want to I wanna listen to it with the lyrics because a lot of it, um, especially with rock music, like the beat and the their voices clash with, with like a, a lot, and their singing's part of it. So some words are a little bit drawn out, and then some right. words they say normal. So you know to kind of let me listen to it with some lyrics. After doing that, though, I, I've gained a lot more respect for this album. Okay, a lot. Cool. The stuff they they tackled for being an album that came out in '08 is still shit that's relevant today. Like right. all of it. Is right. shit that we go through on the daily. That's the mark of a classic album. It really is. Like, what are you talking about? And is it going to matter in 10, 15, 20 years from now? Every track on that album, like, I was blown away by that. Like, truly. Like, when I sat and I really, like, what, like was going with it. And I'm like, damn, everything he's talking about, they're talking about on that CD is relevant. Right. In 2020, which is impressive. And like, there's strong opinions, too. Yes. So it's it's weird that it's still right. relevant. And like you said, it's a very political group. Um, I, I got that sense after listening to four or five tracks. I didn't know if it was just this album, but the name of the group is Appeal. I mean... Uh, Rise Against. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, if you listen to the album, you can totally see how they how why that's their name. And, you know, Appeal to Reason, that fits, too, because it's a lot of... Um, eye-opening topics that they talk about, stuff that we all go through, but they're kind of just giving you a perspective on it, a twist on it that you wouldn't normally, I guess, think about. Right. But the, um, the the other album I was thinking about giving you by them was it's called Siren Songs of the Counterculture. Ooh. Same idea though. A lot of the same, not necessarily same topics, but same right. same vibe. Okay. But yeah, man. So I my respect level went way up. Um, when I actually, you know, read what they were talking about and kind of analyzed it from looking at the lyrics, um, very, so with that though, um, I felt like, and maybe it's just a rock thing. You can explain this to me. Like, uh, so a lot of the subject matter 
I f- the, a lot of the beats are upbeat, a lot of drums and, you know, just high tempo, you know, real, you know, quick pace. But some of the topics are heavy and, you know, and rap, those type of topics will have generally slower beats or like um, different instruments that you will play. You know, you wouldn't talk about, you know, for example, they got a song on there about him going to war and being promised to see, oh, man, it's a great, you'll see the world right. and all this. And then when he talks about what you have to do as to be a hero. Right. But the beat was so up-tempo, it was kind of like, man, this is a hip-hop track. Like, you couldn't use a fast beat and talk about this. It just wouldn't, right. it wouldn't mesh right. Didn't sound bad, but, you know, I, did, I just wanted to hear what you thought about that specifically. Um, because a lot of it, like I said, just sonically listen to it. It's, so, it's such an upbeat album. It feels... Uh, positive, but when you right. really listen to what they're talking about, it's deep, dark shit. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, like, wow, like how they. I I think, I I wouldn't I would say generally speaking in the rock genre, the um the tone of the music kind of goes along with with what you're saying classically. Like okay, if it's a, a deeper song, it might be slower. Um, you know, a, a little slowed down or something like that. The reason I like Rise Against is because the tone, and you're correct, the tone of the song sounds upbeat. Right. But they're kind of talking about some dark shit and some personal stuff and some heavy stuff and things like that. And I think the the reason that they do it, in my eyes, I have no evidence of this or whatever, is to kind of play into the the facade of what they're saying. Gotcha. So like like Hero of War it it it's it is a slower song but that it, one is specifically slower. Right. But they have other stuff on there. But yeah. but it sounds upbeat and bright almost. Right, right. But a lot of the times they start off with talking about like how things are going to be okay and things like that, but then you challenge what they're saying and that's where things go downhill. They can add some screaming, some anger, some things like that. And I, I think that's the interesting thing about them is that, you know, the, the tone of the music, if you if uh, if you took out the lyrics, you'd be like, fuck, yeah, this is some cool, cool music, you know, um, and things like that. But then when you add the lyrics, it just makes everything shift right. a little bit. You're like, oh, fuck. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't know if they do that intentionally or what, but... It's just always, I guess the way, like, I've looked at it is, like, them encapsulating, is that the right word? I don't know how to pronounce that word. Right, but that one word. (laughs) um, Then doing that with, like, saying, like, they lied to us. Right. Kind of thing. Like, everything's okay, but it's not. Right. But it's not, but it's okay. Right. But don't worry about it. But you're in debt. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Right. So you don't have health insurance, but that's okay. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Like Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know if they do that intentionally or not, but that's Yeah. I like that about it. And like I said, like I love music because it's so open for interpretation. Like, you know what I mean? You can even when the artist has a certain feeling or you thought they wanna, you know, convey it can still be taken differently, and that's what you can't control that part. Right, and that's what makes it art. You know what I mean? It's literally what the viewer wants to make out of it, or what they hear, or what they see when they listen to it. So, um, I do applaud them for that. 
but it will not get no play in my ride. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. It's uh, kind of And heavy. like I said, yeah, and, but the, I didn't realize how heavy it was until I, because like I said, some of the lyrics, like I, I was getting them, and then some lyrics I have to literally read them. Right. And like focus on certain bars to really get like, oh, okay, this is what he's talking about. You know, I can't like just listen to it. Some Sometimes I can, but a lot of times I have to like see it. For some reason, and for me to really understand, you know what right. I mean? Because, um, like I said, I gave it two spins without lyrics, and like a lot of that shit went over my head. Right. But when I actually was reading it as I was listening to it, it was like, oh shit! Like, you know what I mean? And then, um, you know, in Genius, they have interpretations anyway of that. So a lot reading a lot of that was right. kind of like, oh okay, that makes sense, and like, you know, some of it's like, I don't know. Right. But yeah, you know, it's 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 a respectable album. Cool. And it's um, a fine choice. I see why you you gave it to me. Um, is did you listen to that one a lot growing up? Yeah. Or when it came out? Yeah, okay. A lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, that basically rise against. Um, there was like three or four albums of theirs that got consistent play from me. Um, between ages like eleven to like eighteen. Okay. Like wow. consistently, like I can't believe they I've were never always heard of in them the mix. Because you know, I mean, I've heard of a shit ton of rock bands, you know, big and small, and I've never heard of that one. I don't That's know crazy, if they've man. done anything recently. Okay, or, I mean, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I had an ex that loved Hinder and shit. Like, oh you know what God. I mean? Like, I can't believe I've never heard of Hinder. Was my first concert. What fact, yeah. real shit? They they opened for Three Doors Down. What? <laughs> yeah, I was like twelve, so. Arguably got bigger at one point. Yeah. Well, maybe for a brief time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. But go ahead into yours, sir. I'm ready. Okay. So I'm glad you liked the album, or at least uh, on can a lyrical level. It. Yes. Yeah. On a yeah. lyrical level, for sure. And that's really what what this is about is to be able to appreciate different genres and different styles and stuff because we're both hip hop heads, and that's like. I listen to all kinds of music, but if I choose to listen to music, it's hip-hop 99.5% of the time. I feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so um, I, w- I will start off by saying I was, I was hyped, actually. I was, I was excited. I was surprised at how excited you were I was when a, I told you. I was excited about this artist. <laughs> um because I haven't really dove into them too much, uh, you know, more than what's just, you know, the On hits the, or whatever. Right, the mainstream radio right. shit. So, <laughs> Steve gave me an album from 2006 by Justin Timberlake uh-huh. called Future Sex Slash Love Sounds. Yes. Okay. Now. When he sent it to me, again, I was hyped. I was like, sweet, some JT, yeah, okay. I'm down, cool. Right, all right, yeah. I I think I said that, too. I said, okay, that's yeah, interesting or, right. or something. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, cool, I'll, I'll give it a spin. I was open-minded. I was kind of hyped on it. Um, I will say, right away, I got really <laughs> upset. <laughs> I got really upset um, because the first three tracks um, – <laughs> All have the word sex or sexy in the track name. <laughs> um, the first song is Future Sex Slash Love Sound, which is what the album's named after. And then Sexy Back, which we all know that song. Yeah. And then Sexy Ladies. 
Okay, those are the first three <laughs> songs. Now, I'm in the Burger King parking lot on my lunch break, right? Eating, eating my. <laughs> I, I get through the drive-through and I park, and I said, "Oh, you know, I I forgot Steve gave me this album. Let me turn it on real quick while I'm just chilling, yeah, so I can listen to it and eat and stuff." And the first three songs, <laughs> I was actually angry at Steve. <laughs> I was mad, dude, because I was like, "Really." Like, this album? And I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, the Jeez. the purpose of this was to give an album that we wouldn't normally listen to, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, exactly this motherfucker set me up. Because <laughs> I picked an album that I love that okay. I gave to him. Yeah. Now, that's, that wasn't really the rules. Right. That was just the way right. I took it. Right, right. And I was like, this motherfucker set me up. So the first time I saw him, I said, hey, you know, just casually without right. giving anything away. Right. I was like, I was like, hey, man, you know, do you like love that album? Or like, you know, right. and you're like, right. nah, it's, I mean, it's okay. I, I right. used to kind of like it and yeah. stuff. And I was like, okay. Right. At the, least you don't love it. Right, <laughs> right. There's five or six songs on it I love. Right, but I don't love the album as a whole. Now, for me, when I when I listen to music just in general, I listen for talent, mm-hmm. um, and I, that's why I was hyped. It was JT. I was like, sweet, like he's a super talented guy. Yeah, and again, I'm not really versed in the pop genre, so I was like, cool. Let me let me dive in here and and see what this is about. Now. I will say for the first three songs, I was very upset <laughs> because it did not show any of his talent. <laughs> it was very uh, like think of the song "Sexy Back." I'm bringing "Sexy Back," right? Everybody knows that song. the The other two songs in the first three there were that same song, but like not as good. <laughs> it's basically the same thing, and I'm uh, like, I'm laughing my ass off. I'm sorry. Like, because I just wish I could see your face when I'm I was doing so this upset. Shit. But I was like, look, we, we committed. I'm going to do it. And I will say, as as the album went on, um, he started showcasing more of his singing and his talent and um, the just song creation and things like that. And, and I did start to appreciate it a little more. Mm-hmm. But the first three, man, I was like, what is this <laughs> bullshit? So I was upset. But... I always look for talent, and I think the reason I do that is because I grew up playing guitar. I played guitar from when I was, like, 9 to, like, 13, 14-ish. Mm-hmm. So a decent amount of time, not a ton. but And then um, my grandpa dropped me off a drum set, so I started playing drums, and I taught my best friend at the time how to play guitar, so he could play with me as I'm playing drums. All right. And that's how we started our first band and things like that. And then eventually I got into, you know, since I was into drumming, beats and stuff like that, yeah. you know, came about. And I've always loved poetry as a young kid. And, you know, that's what brought the the good hip-hop and stuff. I was like, okay, well, now I have beats and very lyrical stuff. That's what brought me to that. Right. But I'm pretty versed in the technicality of music in general, aside from pop. Mm. I don't know much about, you know, um, making beats and things like that and um, producing and stuff like that. I, I don't know that stuff, but I know about guitar and bass and drums. 
don't really know much about keyboard, but I, you, you can tell what's what's good and what's not, um, and things like that. And then obviously the lyrics and things like that. So that's why I'm kind of picky with with my music, um, because at a certain point I started to realize that all of these big bands that everybody loves aren't playing difficult things, right. especially the drummers. The drummers in the background are pay- playing very simple beats, and it sounds good and it's fine, but they're not showcasing their talent. Gotcha. Right. And I always said that. I said, I'm, I will never say I'm a better drummer than this person. However, they do not show me their talent. They, I'm sure they're a much better drummer than me overall, but I'm not seeing it, and that always upset me. Same with guitar. Um, for example, Metallica, the Black Album, uh-huh. Um, that's a very iconic album. I learned how to play that whole album in two weeks nice. and was very upset Oh, that I learned it that quick. There's a couple solos in there I couldn't do and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so I'm fairly simple to play. Right. But right. Yeah. So it, and that's, that's what kind of steered me away from the rock genre is that people weren't showcasing how good of talent that they actually had. And in turn, they were making stuff that sounded good to pay the bills and make the hits and stuff like that. Right. And that was just music from 2000 to 2010. That's basically all it was. And that's what kind of steered me away. But with that said, for this album, I'm looking for talent, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking for his singing, for, you know, for his, um, you know, dancing, really, which you can't see, you know, without the videos and stuff. But later... In the album, he started showcasing his talent, um, had some cool features on there, and I started to appreciate the album more. But then I started to think about, like, and I, I don't know if you brought this up when you were doing your review or if it was just before we, we recorded. It all blends to, together sometimes. Yeah. But um, we were looking for, uh, you know, reasons as to why people like certain music or certain artists or things like that when it's not something that we would ever give a spin. Right. And I realized something about Justin Timberlake that I never really realized before. And again, obviously a very talented guy um, and things like that. But with this album, I could only listen to it. Right. I couldn't watch music videos or anything like that. And I was like, okay, I kind of get the feeling that the reason we love Justin Timberlake so much mm-hmm. was he's kind of talented or he's very talented and things like that, but his dancing and how attractive he was and how well-spoken he was as a person and things right. like that, and all those are great things, and I'm not knocking him for that, but all of that plus the music is why we loved him. Right. Without any of that stuff and listening to just the music, I didn't see too much that was special. Gotcha. So it kind of opened my eyes in in that aspect. Like, okay, we loved, you know, JT as a person and in turn loved his music. Right. He's a very skilled dancer and things like that. That's Uh, a great point, though. You know, um, I think sometimes it's just a person. It could be whatever they – if Denzel Washington dropped the album, it'd probably sell a million records. Oh, for sure. Because it's Denzel Washington. It doesn't matter what he talked about. It doesn't matter – who was on it, or, you know, it could be eight tracks. Right. You know, oh, Denzel dropped the album? What? I got to get it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Just because it's it's Denzel Washington. Right. I think he kind of had that effect, especially between 2000 and 2010. Right. For sure. 
you know. Yeah, it it was just kind of eye-opening in in that aspect. Like, okay, well, maybe we didn't love him fully for his music. We loved him for other stuff, which is, again, perfectly fine. There's no knock on that. he was an actor and everything, too, on top of that. And there's no knock on that. Right. But it it made me kind of, with this album in general, my favorite part of the album was the features. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. Now, this isn't my type of music either. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the features were more my type of people. Mm-hmm. But, again, I just think it, it was kind of a, it, it did open my eyes to why we potentially like certain artists. Is it their actual music or is it them as a person or a dancer or an actor right. or, you know, certain things like that, maybe political stances, whatever it might be. Um, are we giving their music a little bit of extra love <coughs> because of those extra things. Yeah, um, I don't know if you remember JT's the 2020 experience. It was two parts. Mm-mm. Well, the first part has suit and tie on it, which I'm sure you heard that with Jay Z. Probably, okay. I don't know. Um, so very well, you know, well received by critics and everybody. Now the part, the second part, not so much. Still sold like a couple million records, right? Because it's fucking JT. Like that's right. that's literally right. It with some things like it's literally that's it. Um, just to give you a background, why I picked that album for you. First of all, I knew it was some shit you would never pick out ever. Never. Ding. Correct. <laughs> um, and like I said, I'm big on Sonics, man. Like sonically, Timberland does a lot of production, if not all of it. Yeah. On that album, I fucking love Timberland as a producer. I felt like him, his Timberland sound and JT's voice is something about the combination. Right. That just makes me fucking want to move. Right. It's great party music. That it's type of background. It's very club music. Yeah, party that type music, of background yeah. that you want something yeah. you can dance to, but not necessarily have to listen to. Exactly, yeah. Per That's, se. That was the other um, thing. There weren't any deep lyrics on this. No, no. Like, won't. even the love songs or whatever, the the deep love songs, generic Work as hell. that deep, yeah. yeah. Me and you can write those. Right. But we're not JT, so they would right. never sell. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's really the difference, you right. know. And I wanted to. That's, the, that's, that's like I, you said. I wanted to talk about. Like it's crazy how, you know, certain things we could hear and be like, dude, this is bullshit. Right. But like, oh my god, what do you mean you like it? What do you mean you like it? You like it too? Oh, you love it? Like, how does that even work? And I think you touched on a lot of it. It's just literally the individual. Right. A lot of it's just the individual and what they bring to the table as a whole. Right. They don't have to be the most, you know, talented lyrically or whatever. You know, it's um it's just the entire package that they bring to right. the table that just people gravitate towards. Well, the the last thing I I'll, I'll say on this album and and I think and it ties in a lot of different stuff. It it could go for the Rise Against album as well and a lot of other albums in general, but the the reason I like hip hop, hip hop is very different in the sense of the um the, the verses are what's important, and the choruses are just there. Yeah. Everything else, you know, the the verses are often repeated, mm-hmm. and the chorus is obviously repeated, and occasionally there's, you know, a little, um, not an interlude, but a little kind of alternate section of the song or whatever. Like bridge. Bridge, yeah, okay, there we go. Um, but... Oftentimes the the verses are repeated, right? So the actual content of a of a pop song or a rock song or a metal song or whatever is one verse and one chorus, 
Yeah. And maybe a little bridge or yeah. whatever. Because, yeah, that's exactly right. Because on their lyrics, I mean, the lyrics page was like this. Right. Song's still three or four minutes, right. but it was like, that's all right. really. And it says verse and chorus, and then it maps them out, the right. words, and then it just says the word verse, and then the word chorus. Right. Because it's the same right. shit. And maybe a bridge every other right. song. And that's really it. that's what drove me away from the rock genre in most other genres. And again, it's the talent type thing that I, I referenced as well as the repeating. Because in a hip-hop song, you, you have so much more content. Nothing is ever repeated except a, a chorus that's kind of just there right. to, to mix things up. Right. Nothing's ever... The chorus is never important in a hip-hop song. Right. Very rarely, rare. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Rare. The verses are what's important, and you'll never repeat a verse again. Right. It'll, it could have <laughs> similar aspects or things like that, right. and you can get creative with it, but these verses are longer than, like, you know... It, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because, again, the rock genre and other genre are, you know, people are focused on the music part, the the guitar, the drums, the bass, the, you know, the music production, the things like that. In hip hop, obviously you got beats and stuff, but the main part of it is the lyrics. So the lyrics are what's the most important, and that's what's going to have, you know, the the most content. I guess the beat and the lyrics. That's it. In rock, you have the guitar that you could focus on, some solos you could focus on, right. some drums you could focus on, some lyrics here or there, you know, and, and things like that. But that's what kind of drove me away is because I was so lyrically minded, right. you know, towards the end of it that hip-hop mixed with the beats and stuff just fucking grabbed me. Gotcha. So that's another knock on this album is that everything just fucking repeated over and over and over and it just got old. Like, I envision, you can't really get away with this in rock, but, like, for pop and stuff, I envision them recording the verse once and the chorus once and then copy and pasting it and Damn putting near. it back over there. It's Damn near. Yeah. And all the big pop stars do that exact same thing. Like, there is no super lyrical pop stars. Right. Like, name one. Like, there right. ain't. Right. You know, it's just about the person, the sound. And if, you know, when people want to get up and dance, what's going to make right. me move? Right. That's really that's really what soul records. And it is what it is. If, if that's, that's your thing, that's records. cool. But that's just what I've grav gravitated away from. Right, right. And, you know, it, it. don't get me wrong. There's a lot of trash rap. but Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> Especially in the mainstream. Yeah. And then, but don't sit here and say that there is no talented rap. That's some of the hardest shit to do. To write a you know a hundred word verse with right. these rhymes and these right. word plays, like think of like you said it with rock. I I can't think of too many pop songs that even come close to having that type of wordplay intricacies right. inside. And the amount of lyrics without repeating much. Right. The chorus and you might have a line or two in every every verse that you come right. back to, but you always play off of it. It's nothing you right. know. It, you know. It, it's it's amazing. Like like, uh, really if is. if anybody's kind of doubting this, pull up a J Cole song, any of them, versus your favorite rock band right now, right, and see how much longer J Cole's is, and he's saying so much more and painting such a more clear picture. Right. I'm not saying you can't do that with rock, but it's just there's so much more lyrically in in hip hop. Right. Right. So. 
Well, cool, man. That uh, was fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, definitely had a lot of fun with that. I'm glad I don't. I can delete the JT album <laughs> yeah. for a third time. Fun fact: I deleted it three times already because <laughs> I would listen to it and then it'd go into my recently played playlist, which is what I usually listen to, and it it'd show up on my shuffle. So I'd have to delete it out of my library and then listen and then re-download it so I could listen to it again and then delete it again and right. then re-download it because I didn't want to fucking hear it <laughs> when I wasn't trying to hear it. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that does it for this week. We got an outro track, but real quick, next week we got Taylor Sabo on again for the third yep. time. Third time. You'll be able to see his face this time around. So yeah. Um, as much as you probably won't like it, it'll probably be about sports. <laughs> we, haven't talk, we haven't talked sports in a while. We have to. NBA's coming back. We got to. We'll talk about it a little bit. A probably, little. Which will take the whole hour. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll we're see. we're excited to have him on. We have the next couple weeks should be pretty much guests for the next potentially month or so. Um, yeah, shaping you up. You know, we're we're still trying to work out some details, but this is probably going to be the last kind of solo episode for a little while yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited to, to have everybody else on with some cool stories and some backgrounds and some interests that we're just not oh, aware yeah. of. And, oh yeah, I'm excited. You know, and, and trying to learn a little bit more and again, ex- expand our knowledge. But uh, yeah, just a reminder, guys, follow us everywhere. If you've listened this far, please subscribe. Please. Um, if you feel like donating to the Columbus Freedom Fund, please sign up on our Patreon Everything that we get this month, 100% of the Patreon, you know, funds is going to go to them. Um, And then just make sure you cancel your membership June 30th so you're not billed again. Um, If you would like to be, you know, if you would like to continue to support the show, obviously that's welcome. But cancel by June 30th if you're just trying to do a one-time donation. It's perfectly understandable. Um, All that's going to go to the Columbus Freedom Fund. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm putting up 20 bucks myself. As soon as I get yep. paid, you can't do it yep. right now, though. I'll probably match but, you on that. All yeah. right, yeah. And then uh, we'll, we'll help us help the world right now because we yep. all need it. Yep. We all need it. Uh, outro track right now is Marlon Craft uh, with Airplane Mode. And, uh, you know, as, as normal, guys, have a good night. Yeah. We out. I'm in airplane mode, don't talk to me, I'm in airplane mode, don't talk to me, I'm in airplane mode, there they go, I'm way above the bullshit, waving at you haters, I'm in airplane mode, don't talk to me, I'm in airplane mode, don't talk to me, I'm in airplane mode, there they go, I'm way above the bullshit, way above the bullshit. About as underrated as an air and go to dunk. Y'all some rock star dads, it's apparent you a punk. I've been trying to bring the truth, you can dare me if you want. Very rarely do my care be passed barely for you wary motherfuckers, I'm a grump. Craft on his high horse again. Nick's chunk glides and some socks on the porch again. Read about whatever false persona they be morphing into this week, bitch, please. It's a light flex, I'm just getting my endorphins in. They like, please bring the chorus and forge and forewind in the foreign with, but they so familiar. How am I the one observing that they so vanilla trying to unwind? I've been very stressed. We on the duck climb. We ain't our very best. I'm having tough times. Don't understand my chest beneath the vest. This leaks at best. I wrote this shit the day smoke got popped. Feel like I'm losing the little hope I got. Feel like everybody with the jokes, I'm not. So I'm just trying to focus on the folks I got. I'm in airplane mode, don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode, don't talk to me. I'm in airplane mode, there they go. I'm way above the bullshit. Waving at you haters, I'm in airplane mode.
airplane mode. Don't talk to me, I'm an airplane.